Okay, you got to introduce us because you're the only one who can actually say the name of the mini-sode. <laughs> oh, because my, my register is that high? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, today, we are doing a mini-episode because we got drunk the other day and realized that it would be fun to just talk to each other sometimes without <laughs> having a whole bunch of research, and we are naming it Pew! Um, and today's Pew! is about sharks, because it's Shark Week, which is the best week of the year. Yeah, that's right. We are doing a Shark Week special. Now, I've always thought sharks were pretty cool, but never really got into the Shark Week thing until I met this lady, where it is a religious holiday every year. <laughs> <laughs> there's countdowns, there's outfits. Uh, but I've been getting into the swing of it. It's pretty fun. And, you know, I do think sharks are cool. Well, who doesn't think sharks are cool? Like, a lot of people really don't like them. They suck ass. Just <laughs> like a badass animal. Why would you hate it? I don't know. I mean, who hates lions? Lions, right? Nobody. Guys who live in Africa with lions. <laughs> so we got some fun, quick little stuff here. Along the same vibe as usual, I got some stuff I don't think Sarah knows, and uh, Sarah's got some stuff that she doesn't think I know. A little more casual this time. Yeah, I think you managed to find sharks I don't know about. I think you've got interesting shark stories, and I've got species of sharks I don't think you've ever heard of, so... I thought it'd be cool to find sort of obscure species of sharks because there are over 1,000 separate species of shark, and all anybody knows about are great whites or hammerheads or... Bulls, tigers, threshers. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about threshers, man. Definitely definitely bull sharks, tiger sharks. Makos. Makos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like a 1,000 of them, so I found some kind of weird ones. So first of all, uh, have you ever heard of the bonnethead shark? <laughs> no. You asked me that earlier. I just imagined the cutest little shark. Like, ooh, and it's got like a cute little bonnet. You know, you're not far off because I have a what? picture and I'll post it on the site later. Oh, it's so cute. It's like a baby hammerhead. Uh, yeah, it is a type of hammerhead because hammerhead isn't one species. There's nine separate species. <sighs> and most folks, when you think of a hammerhead, they think of the great hammerhead, which yes. is by far the biggest. They can get up to 20 feet long. Bonnet heads max are five feet long, usually about three feet long. They're, they're, they're teeny tiny hammerheads. <laughs> They are known as bonnet heads and alternatively as shovel heads because of their rounded shovel ass head. Yeah. Instead of sticking out straight either side, it's kind of like rounded like a shovel. Yeah. They are native to Mexico. All the shores around Mexico are full of these little guys. Um, Also the northern countries in South America. So you'll find them around like Brazil, Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, that kind of thing. And they swim in schools um, anywhere from a half dozen to thousands. So a certain coastal areas, you'll find thousands of little tiny hammerheads swimming around. And if you if they couldn't get cuter, they give live birth to little bonnet head babies, little itty bitty shovel head shark babies. Yeah. And so you'll have this school of all these adults and all these tiny little shark babies. Oh, my God. The reason I picked them is because they're fucking weird. There's a lot of things that only this species does. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only shark species where you can identify gender by the shape of their head. Really? Yeah. So the females have a perfectly smooth curved head and the dudes have this little bulge around the end of their head. So like that one's a dude. That's kind of how like you can identify a crab on the very bottom of their stomach, like whether it's pointed or rounded. Yeah. But like usually sharks, you can only, you got to look at the junk, you know, you got to get up under there and look at them peni. Yeah. Most sharks have two dicks, by the way. Snakes. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> two dick creatures. But uh, these guys, you can look them in the face and go, that's a girl or that's a boy, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of rare. And this is also the only omnivorous species of shark. So they eat uh, little crustaceans and shrimp and shit, but they also eat seagrass. 
Oh my god, that's so cute. Yeah, they eat a shitload of seagrass, apparently. This is Neopives a shark. Yeah, they kind of swim around and eat whatever the hell they find. Aww. But from what I read, it sounds like they're the only omnivorous species of shark. Well, a lot of sharks will just eat anything. No, but they're the ones who, like, they specifically, specifically seek out, yeah. they seek out seagrass. And they are also the only species of hammerhead to swim with their pectoral fins, because their tails are too dinky to do all the propulsion. Because <laughs> most sharks, you know, they swim with their tails and they kind of glide with their yeah. pectorals, right? These guys are so tiny, they have to flap flap. <laughs> Also, so this has been known to happen sort of rarely in other sharks as well, but if a female bonnethead does not have a mate, her internal organs will squibble around and they can actually reproduce asexually. Um, really? Yeah, recently there was one in a zoo that gave birth and, you know, of course, all the biologists are going, what the fuck? How'd you give birth? There's no male. And they tested the uh, baby and they are genetically identical. So if they go long enough without a mate, they can just shoot out a clone. That's fucking rad. Yeah, dude, bonnetheads. Holy shit. That's what I got for bonnetheads. That's really cool. Aren't they weird? I had no idea. Little baby hammerheads. I see. I wish that Shark Week specifically would spend more time on like minor species. Yeah, this is not a scathing indictment of Shark Week, but they do focus a lot on like great whites. Well, there's the, the top five, you know. Yeah. They, so they focus on those, and then every once in a while, there's always like the throw you a bone to the weird scientists who are like, "We're doing a special on goblin sharks." Goblin sharks are sick. Goblin sharks are freaking crazy. Or that one that that special from two years ago, where that guy did uh, the deep sea catch and release, and he found like the like little ninja cutter sharks. And yeah. yeah, they're like ninja laser sharks. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it's a badass little name. They're ninja lantern shark? Ninja lantern sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Little black dudes. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. Um I did not know that. Okay. Very cool. Teach me something. Um, I was gonna say a little history on actual Shark Week. Mm. Premiered on July 17th, 1988, so right in between our birthdays. Hey So you weren't alive for the first Shark Week. Oh my god, no, I wasn't. Mm. Oh, oh you just gave me more ammo. God damn it. Things no, that no, happened no. while I was alive before you were alive. That Die Hard happened. came out in the first happened. Shark Week. That never happened. Okay. Sucker. You suck. <laughs> hey, you're fact. That is true. I have been watching it for 31 years, though. Mm, that's fair. We did watch it in 89. Yeah. Anyway, since 2010, it's actually been the longest running cable television programming event in history. Cool. 32 years old now. Wow, okay. Yeah. Every single year. Never skipped a year. They have a celebrity host almost every single year. Uh, I believe it started in 1994. Uh, do you want to take a guess at who the first celebrity host of Shark Week was? Oh, 94. Uh, let's go MC Hammer. Peter Benchley. Oh, like Jaws Peter Benchley? The author of Jaws. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's so legit. Yeah. What do we get now? Will Smith? <laughs> well, Peter Benchley was the first host in 1994 because he actually, after Jaws came out, turned into a huge shark conservationist. Because mm. he's like... I just fucked up some reputations. <laughs> like, Who were the hosts for the last couple of years? Um, well, I was going to say, some of my favorite celebrity hosts, personally, were Adam Savage and Jamie Hyneman from Mythbusters. They did it two years. Uh, they did like a two-hour shark bite episode. That was a special. Absolutely adored it. Uh, Craig Ferguson was like, I think five years ago. The cutest thing ever. Okay. Because <laughs> it's just like, late night show host who's very Scottish. <laughs> and sharks. I'm stuck here on the boats and I don't know what they... F- <laughs> um, obviously love... Shaq Week. Shaq. <laughs> Tequila Neal hosting it, and then also having it. He had a special this year. Hilarious. Shaq's shit's always great. He is respectful of sharks, but also just funny as fuck, because he's so huge, and the sharks scare him because they're bigger than Oh, yeah, he's terrified of sharks, and he's like 10 feet taller than they are, and he's, right. like, and he's like, oh, God. I think you and I were dating when Andy Samberg was host. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. That was yeah. pretty that good. That was a funny one, Um, uh, and then I really liked Rob Riggle, which was like last year or two years ago. Yeah, Rob Riggle's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was really fucking entertaining. So that's kind of my brief history of Shark Week. Dope. I'm watching it every year since I've known about it, like, religiously and creepily. So thank you for coming on the journey with me. Hey, it's kind of like dating somebody from a different religion, and so it's like, 
you know what? I can be down with Passover. I'm good. <laughs> I'm pretty easy. You know? <laughs> just make you eat a bunch of meat and watch nothing but sharks for... Dude, as long as it's a party, I'm in. Straight. Oh, yeah. No, you, know, you know how many girls straight. out there are into unicorns? I'll take sharks. <laughs> yeah, I prefer sharks. Okay. Next, we're doing Wabigongs. Yay. So you, uh, so you suddenly you know what Wabigongs are, or you just I, like the name? <laughs> I know what they are, and I like saying it, but I don't know a lot about what they are, if that makes sense. Okay, check this out. <laughs> Wabigongs are a type of carpet shark, mm-hmm. and carpet sharks are called that because they hang out on the ocean floor like a carpet. Carpet sharks is a pretty wide genre, though, like whale sharks are technically carpet sharks. Yeah, okay, that's that's about my extent. They're kind of characterized by being wider than they are tall, hanging out at the bottom, and then being like colorfully patterned, lots of spots and stripies and stuff. Yeah, they're like incognito sharks. Yeah, they're pretty low key. Now, wabigongs specifically are mostly found around Australia and Indonesia, although there is one kind of Japanese wabigong. Mm. Wabigong is an Australian Aboriginal word meaning shaggy beard. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so cute. Yeah. Because they have whiskers around their mouths. <laughs> Speaking of Australia, if you go to Australia around there, they call them wobbies. Oh. So they're much smaller than a lot of the other carpet sharks like whale sharks. They're only about two to ten feet on the big side. So they're not massive. Only ten feet. Well, that's the bigger species. Most of them are on the lower end, two to five feet. There are 12 separate species, and I will list them here okay. because I get to say wobbigong a lot. Okay. The 12 species are the spotted wobbigong, the ornate wobbigong, the banded wobbigong, the dwarf spotted wobbigong, the floral banded wobbigong, the Japanese wobbigong, the Indonesian wobbigong, the network wobbigong, the northern wobbigong, the western wobbigong, the tasseled wobbigong, and the cobbler wobbigong. Cobbler wobbigong. Cobbler wobbigong. Cobbler Wabigong. They're similar to nurse sharks in that they hang out at the seafloor and that they are nocturnal. And so they spend all day asleep on the ocean floor and they don't need to move around to breathe like white sharks. They can just sit there and breathe through their gills. They can also walk along the ocean floor using their fins. They don't do a lot of like fast swimming around attack. They don't chase fish. What they do is they kind of waddle along the ocean floor for the most part and they kind of lie in wait. They're ambush predators and that's why they're so colorful. Colorful mm-hmm. is so that they kind of camouflage themselves with stuff around them, and also why they have all the whiskers, because yeah. they're kind of like seaweed and stuff, but they also act as lures, okay. so little crustaceans and such will kind of wander up and be like, hey, what's that wispy, wavy stuff? Maybe it's food, and then, and they actually can attack and bite really quick. They're ambush predators, but in terms of their maneuverability, and eh, not so much. Yeah. They kind of just waddle around the seafloor on their fins. They have also been seen walking on land, so for example, if they get stuck in a tide pool, They'll walk back out to the ocean on their fins. So as long as they can hold their breath, they can walk on land because they can walk on their fins. As well as swim like a normal fucking shark. Yeah. Wabagongs also give birth to live pups. Mm -hmm. And if you've never Googled baby wabagongs, you fucking should. I will. Because they're adorable. They're like this long, but they look like full on (laughs) wabagongs. They have been known to bite people mm-hmm. if you're walking through and they mistake your foot for prey. Mm-hmm. There have been no confirmed wobbling deaths yeah, okay. yeah. because they'll just bite your foot. And then you're like, get off my foot. And they're like, sorry. <laughs> they're, 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 they're like this big. and they <laughs> They're testing what you are. <laughs> The Wabagong. I love it. That's so cute. Yeah, I think that's like, like a huge... Like, sharks don't bite to eat. They're exploratory bites, usually. No, but there's bull sharks, for example, which are not Very dangerous impressive. compared to a lot of other... Like, you're less likely to get killed by a bull shark than a friggin' jellyfish. Well, yes, but they're one of the few actually overtly aggressive. Right. They'll come up and bite you and try and see if you're food. They don't like humans. Well, most sharks <laughs> are trying to figure out what you are, and they're feeling with their gums. Well, there's 28 recorded Wabagong bites in all of human history. And Baby Wabagong on your toe. Zero fatalities. A few hurt feet. <laughs> just imagine looking down and you're like, why does my big toe hurt? And it's like a five inch 
inch long. Like, oh, a baby wobbegum bite would just be cute. <laughs> You're just like, get out of here. He's like a little kitten. Wobbegum. Wobbegum. That's very interesting. Yes. Uh, da, 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 another interesting thing about Shark Week. A person has actually almost died while filming a Shark Week documentary. Cool. But just the guy who was standing on the boat and the shark bit the boat? No, but I love that episode. That was sick. Um, That was where, yeah, it was one of the guys who used to host the documentary was in a dinghy boat off of the main boat. And he's sitting there and introducing the episode. He's there saying, welcome yeah, to Shark Week. And yeah, then. <laughs> he's like, welcome to Shark Week. This episode is about. And then all of a sudden, this great wake on the left side of the boat just bites the crap out of the dinghy. And he has to like jump to the other side of the boat. Exactly the boat. Yeah, and he, just, <laughs> and he just keeps biting at it, and the guy, like, literally was close enough to the larger boat where he was able to jump off into it, and he's like, oh, welcome to Shark Week. I guess we're using that footage. It was <laughs> amazing, because I was watching that as it came out. I just remember screaming when that happened. I was like, oh, shit, that motherfucker got bit! <laughs> um, but a uh, doctor did actually get bitten while filming a Shark Week episode. Dr. Eric Ritter in 2002, so it came out in 2003 during Shark Week, they were studying bull sharks and behavior bull sharks, and they were standing in two to three foot water, four feet maybe tops, and they're <laughs> surrounded by bull sharks of various sizes. And as we just discussed, bull sharks are extremely aggressive, mm. um, and they definitely feel with their gums first and their teeth, and they will try to figure out the rest later. Standing there talking to the host, and then all of a sudden, this large female bull shark just bites the crap out of his leg on camera. Like, you can look this up on YouTube. Um, Sick. Yeah, don't look that up if you're squeamish. Yeah, bit him well on camera, and he actually almost bled to death. Severed the artery? Yeah. I Oof. Think, yeah, I think... Well, it wasn't super high up on the leg, but it was... There's a big one right... It's not the femoral artery. Yeah, but there's a big one right fucking there. It's, yeah, it was It was a big enough bite and a chunk where there was a lot of blood. Um. Anyways, I thought that was really interesting. He obviously survived. He doesn't blame the sharks because he is a, you know... Shark conservationist. Yes, exactly. So he's like, well, I was in their territory and I was surrounded by a ton of bull sharks, which I know are aggressive. I'm not exactly shocked that one bit me. Anyways, they rescued him. They stopped it. He survived. Still like sharks. Still studies them. Uh, it was the first shark bite of a human caught on tape ever. Yeah, they're really rare. Yeah, well, and people usually aren't sitting there filming their friends swimming in the water when they get bitten by a shark. Right. And they named it Anatomy of a Shark Bite. Was the special the episode? So, if somebody oh. wants to look it up, it's Anatomy of a Shark Bite from 2003. Um, and yeah, he gets bit on air. Sick. Was, yeah, I, that was the other one where I remember watching it. I was like, shit, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, this is like a live action horror movie. Mm. Not that I like sharks biting people, but it was intense to watch. Cool. Okay, I got one more type of shark for you. Okay. And it's called a demon cat shark. How have I never found out about this? Um, because they're really rare. What? Is it recently discovered? Some of them are. Check us out. That looks like a ninja lantern shark. Similar. Really? Yeah. Oh, tell me everything. The demon cat shark is a specific type of cat shark. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with cat sharks? Mm -hmm. They're related to dogfish in that they are very teeny tiny. They're not dangerous to humans because they're too damn small. The cat shark distinction is their elongated cat-like eyes. They have long, sort of more slitty kind of eyes. Yeah. And then also their dorsal fins. They have two of them... And they're all the way back on their tail. So they're not on their back. Oh, interesting. Because dogfish, I believe, have them on their back. Cat sharks, they're all the way back on the tail and they're very small. So it looks like they have no dorsal fin. And uh, they are very, very deep water fish. Which is why there's not a lot known about cat sharks in general, especially demon cat sharks. Demon cat sharks are distinguished from the rest of the cat sharks because they have flattened demonic heads. Oh, that's cool. And they've got those creepy sort of glowing eyes. Mm -hmm. Some species of cat sharks are biofluorescent because mm -hmm. they're deep sea, so they 
they glow underwater. This is why they are also sometimes known as ghost cat sharks. Oh. And, uh... He's their sense poopy. Yeah, and demon slash ghost cat sharks are found all over the world. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of them. But almost nothing's known about them because they live in the deep water. There's not a lot of footage of them alive. There's a couple of deep sea cameras that have caught uh, demon cat shark. They're mostly only been identified as bycatch from deep sea fishing. Mm -hmm. So most of the scientists that want to study demon cat sharks, they'll go on a deep sea fishing vessel and they'll ask, hey, if you accidentally kill anything, toss it my way. Mm -hmm. And that's how we've classified most of them. So they are about three feet long. They eat mostly shrimp as a diet. Mm -hmm. They're scramp fish. Mm -hmm. We know that they lay eggs. They don't give live birth. Mm -hmm. And thus far, there are 38 known species of demon cat shark. You said demon cat and Lucy's now trying to get... It is Lucy, isn't it? <laughs> it our demon cat. Our demon cat. Heard we were talking about her. We were talking and is now trying to get into the office. As of right now, there are 38 known species of demon cat shark. And every year they're finding more. Yeah. Like, uh, I was just reading an article about this guy who found, like, two new species in 2012 by taking one a one-day ride on a deep-sea fishing vessel and just checking out what they pulled up. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, they're found all over the world. The guy I read about, he found new species in Indonesia. And then I read this other article where they said they're very common to find them in Scotland. Mm -hmm. So they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. But they're, like, a thousand meters down or more. So they're very deep. Again, I wish they would do more specials like this because there's only one that I can think of that I remember off the top of my head um, recently where they have a guy doing the exact same thing and he's on a deep sea fishing vessel and mm. he just made friends and all the guys are just legitimately fishing. Mm. And then it's really cute because you can see that the crew kind of gets into this guy's like shark mission. Yeah, because they just want fish. They usually just throw these things back out in yeah. the ocean or and whatever. Like, oh, I caught a live one. And they're like, you know, save a squid with him. And they save like, a, I believe, a lantern shark. It's I remember really that one because that was when they found one of those laser ninja lantern sharks. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And like the crew gets so into it that if he finds a live one, they help him save it and like tagging it information. And then they even put him on like a little harness so he can release them back safely live. Mm -hmm. And the captain completely stops the vessel. Lucifer, stop it. <laughs> She's literally trying to crawl under the door just to get in. You're speaking of my people! We called her name. Cool. So, I'm going to tell you a quick bit about the Canadian shark conservationist, filmmaker, and photographer Rob Stewart. Right on. Uh, may he rest in peace. Ooh. Yeah. He is best known for his documentaries, uh, Shark Water, and there was a follow-up one called Revolution, which explored shark hunting populations and civilizations who historically do this, then the kind of dark underbelly of, like, the shark hunting finning world. That documentary is credited for resulting in shark finning being banned in over 90 countries. Nice. Yeah. So this guy, he got the idea to start filming this when he was 22. Rob, right? Rob Stewart. I know that's why I kept almost saying Rod Stewart. No, oh, way to go, Rob. Yeah, he grew up swimming, started becoming a swim coach or trainer at like 18. Obviously went to college, zoology, blah, 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 all these great things to his name. But mostly spent four years filming this amazing documentary that changed the shark hunting and finning industry to save a lot of sharks, which is a huge big deal. He was filming the sequel, Sharkwater Extinction, uh, when he tragically passed away. Do we know what happened? We do. Um, January 2017, he was filming in Florida for his sequel. Uh, on January 31st, he and his dive partner resurfaced from a deep, deep wreck dive of the Queen of Nassau, which is a ship. Mm. So they're... Ship holes are all full, full of all kinds of critters. Right. Super cool. The dive leader that he was with, Peter Sotis, fell unconscious as they were at the surface and as he was boarding the vessel. Mm. Just passed the fuck out. You know, there's the two of them and the guy like is climbing to the boat and just unconscious. Oh, shit. Everyone starts freaking out. Everyone starts like trying to like resuscitate him and figure out what's going on. And meanwhile, Rob is still in the water, and he just vanishes while everyone's paying attention trying to revive this guy. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. They revive him, look in the water, and he's just not there anymore. Mm. 
like, what the fuck? I mean, they're in (laughs) Florida waters. Everyone's kind of assuming the worst. They're trying to figure it out. Huge search by the U.S. Coast Guard. They finally found him on February 3rd. So, you know, only a couple days later. He was 200 feet down, basically underneath where he surfaced. So he just sank. sank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that would suck if, like, after all that shark conservation, he got eaten by a shark. There were, I think, a couple of people... A little bit of speculation. The issue is he was hanging onto a boat in shark heavy water. That's still pretty rare to get attacked by a shark. Like that's unlikely. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, if, you know, it's more likely if you are paddling on the surface, making noise, than Fair. if you're like down swimming with them. So that is the danger zone. Is sure. to get them out of the water as quickly as possible. So that is a diver thing. Anyways, so they found his body. Uh, initially, the death was unclear. Later, there was an autopsy report confirmed that he died from drowning after succumbing to acute lack of oxygen, so hypoxia, at the surface. Uh huh. So basically, he ran out of oxygen after he was out of the water and then just sunk. There are a couple of theories, nothing proven. Um, they were both using rebreathers, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of cycles your air. Right. They think possibly what have happened is they both suffered from the same thing, is they lost their breathing loop. And so they basically suffocated while like they were... Like carbon dioxide poisoning. Kind of, yeah. And then, you know, passed out at the top of the water and then just sunk in a rock. Yeah. Um, that's a big danger. Hypoxia and diving, yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, well, because everyone thought it was like, you know, decompression sickness or something, but they were perfectly fine until they started to get onto the boat. Right. There's a lot of, like, interesting information about rebreathers mm-hmm. that I did not know about. So, again, I'm very hesitant to dive. <laughs> the, yeah, the sketchiest thing about shark dives is the diving part, not the sharks. <laughs> All of the above. Healthy respect for creatures. I'm not going to go into, like, a lion cage and be like, it's sleeping, looks cuddly. I'm probably fine. No, a lion will sure kill you. Yeah. I'm going to a shark, too, if you're dicking around with it. Exactly. That's right. what I'm <laughs> Okay, <Yeah>. that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I will approach things with a healthy respect for the things that they can do. Yeah, it sounds like just a diving accident, though. It just sucks. Which sucks, because he was, I believe, at the time, 37 or 38. Young guy, just about to work on his second, like, huge shark conservationist video that, like, literally changed the world. The entire team that was working with him on the sequel, they all got together and they decided to stay with the project, which I thought was really sweet. They included his original footage, all of his comments, uh, and then it premiered in 2018 at the Toronto International Film Festival, along with a huge memorial tribute to Rob Stewart and his legacy and all the things he did to save sharks during his life. So I thought that was really cool. I just Mm. remember watching it live and kudos to Rob Stewart. Rob Stewart. On that note. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that always going to be depressing. You're always a sad I, one. My next one is happy. Well, you know that's irrelevant. Happy Shark Week. Happy Shark Week. And I'm gonna go watch a whole bunch of shows about sharks. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,